But when we talk about worship, there's probably a few moments of worship that are very memorable to you. Uh, there's probably a few times where, for whatever reason, it sticks out. Maybe it was a, a special Sunday morning service like an Easter. Maybe for you it was a, some sort of retreat or conference. Or maybe if you're like me, maybe it was one of your first experiences with really, truly powerful worship. Uh, for me, that happened when I was a junior in high school. And, and, and leading up to that event, I was starting to, to take my faith seriously for the first time. I was starting to really start to open my heart up and start dying to myself and, and really go down that road of discipleship. And it wasn't perfect and it wasn't linear, but, but I started down that road. And I, and I had some people in my life who were recognizing that, and one of them was my grandmother. And my grandmother, like a lot of grandmothers, uh, has opinions about things. And, and, and my grandmother had an opinion about whether or not, about how I should be involved in the local church and in the local youth group. And so I went to a church that was very, very small and traditional on Sunday mornings, and we didn't really have much of a youth group. She went to a much larger church that I had a lot of friends who went to, and I knew people who went there. It was across the street from my high school. And so she saw me starting to make these changes in my life, and, and she decided that she was going to do something about it because she recognized that I was still at a, at a pivotal point. I was at a point where I was starting to make good decisions and starting to go down a good road, but, but I mean, honestly, I could have gone back for it really easily and taken a step in the other direction. And so her home church uh, was, going, was sending high school students to a conference called CIY MOVE. And that's a conference we take our high school students on, and we're going to go there this summer. And it's kind of a, a week-long camp experience on a college campus for high school students. And it's just a, it, it's just a profound, powerful experience. But, but I had no idea what I was getting into. And so one, uh, one summer day, my, my, my grandparents come over. My grandmother says, says, I signed you up for a trip. I say, okay, well, what would you sign me up for? She says, well, I signed you up for CIY, and I kind of vaguely knew what that was and what that meant. And I said, well, oh, great, great, thanks, I appreciate that. And I really was excited about it, but I really didn't know what I was getting into. And so I show up the day we're supposed to leave, and I get on a bus with about 40 other students and adults, and I probably know two of them well, two, two other students well. And I go on this trip with these, this group of people I don't know very well down to, down to southern Illinois, and I show up on southern Illinois University's campus. And I remember having an, a, just an incredible experience. See, it's, it's five days and five nights uh, of essentially worship, discipleship, community, fun, all kinds of, of great things. And I show up to that first night of worship, and I remember being absolutely blown away. If you, if you listen to contemporary Christian music or worship music, you might know the, the band David Crowder Band. And David Crowder Band is one of the bigger names uh, out there, they're one of the bigger groups, and, and they were actually leading worship. It was kind of before they got big, but they were actually leading worship. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, like they, they do church music with guitars and drums. Like this is totally new and just this is, this is exciting. I can connect with it. And I remember the, the emotional experience of worship. And I remember how, how my emotional experience was tied to the, some of the decisions I made that week and the commitments I made. And I remember just being so overwhelmed in worship. It was, a, it was truly a spiritual high. And so I come out of that event, and I, I get plugged into this youth group, and, and I remember all through my senior year that next year just looking forward to the following summer when I got to go to CIY again. And we, we went, and it was kind of the same deal. We get on a bus, and it's another big group, and we go to a different location, but it's another, uh, it, it's another great worship experience. But I remember as I was sitting there in the, in the crowd in the auditorium worshiping that, that something just didn't quite feel right. 
that something was kind of missing in that whole experience. That, that emotionally I wasn't connecting the way that I thought I would be or I thought I had the year before. So I remember sitting there thinking to myself, well, uh, it's me. You know, I have to, I have to acknowledge that there's something here that's blocking my worship with God. There's, there's some way I need to get myself into that frame of mind. I need to, to somehow enter into that posture, whatever it is, in order to worship well. And I spent essentially five days trying to recreate the feeling from a year before. And, I, and I've come to realize that that first year, that was a very authentic, very real, very powerful experience. But it was an experience that had a lot of emotion in it. And I realized that the second year, that some of that emotion was gone. And when I thought that was a bad thing at first, I've come to realize that was a good thing. Because you know in relationships, whether it be, be friendships, whether it be family, whether it be with a marriage, that if you simply rely on emotion, that relationship is going to fall apart. That relationship is going to start to break down. Because emotion will get you a long way. But emotion can't get you through difficult times. Emotion can't get you through those times where you don't feel it. Emotion won't get you through those times when you're just faking it. Because with worship, it's a, it's a full person, a full being experience. Worship is making every aspect of our lives available. And we worship with our bodies when we, when we sing, when we play music. We worship... With our, with our time through the week when we stop, when we listen. We worship with our, with our gifts. We worship with our, 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 our bodies and our hearts and our minds when we commit to something, understanding what it means, understanding the implications of it. We, understand, we worship with our, with our resources when we give. Because worship is, is so, so far beyond just an emotional feeling. It's so far beyond just agreeing with a set of statements, worship is, is, is allowing our whole life to be available to God. Worship is saying that we are going to die to ourselves. And when we think about worship, we, we think about music first, and that's fine and good, but there are other ways to worship, and there's, I think, a more profound way to worship. Worshiping through communion can be a very powerful thing. See, the, the first communion, and maybe you call this Eucharist or the, 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 the Holy Supper, or whatever you might call it, but, but the first time that happened, the Last Supper with Jesus and His disciples, this was when Jesus not only announced to His closest followers, His friends, His supporters, His students, He announced to them, hey, this path that we're on, it ends up in death. He not only announced that, but He invited them in to be a part of it. And so when we take communion, we might think that it's just a, a piece of bread and, a, and some juice. And it is at first glance, but, but in those elements, there's all this loaded symbolism. There's all this loaded meaning about what's really going on. There's this, there's this meaning and this, this representation of the fact that God loved us so much that He sacrificed Himself. You may, you may be very familiar with that statement, that idea. But also loaded within there is the idea that when we take communion, we are saying we're going to do the same. That that our lives are no longer about us. They're about God. That we are going to literally die to ourselves. We're going to put the the dreams, the hopes, the aspirations that are from a selfish nature and, and let them go and allow God to give us 
the dreams, aspirations, and hopes that he has for us. And this is a very difficult and very hard process. But nor is it a passive process. Because when you take communion, there's nothing passive about it. Here in a moment, you are going to have the opportunity to get up out of your seats and walk to a station and physically take communion. Because in doing so, you can go through the motions, but hopefully in that moment, you realize that this is a conscious decision and choice that you're making. That this is an act of worship in the fullest expression we can, we can come up with. Because worship extends so much farther beyond just Sunday morning, extends so much farther beyond an emotional song, it extends so much more beyond just agreeing with something. It extends to our entire lives and giving of those. And so we're going we're gonna to continue to sing. We're going to continue to celebrate and worship. We're going to allow our, our bodies to be a representation of what's going on in our hearts. But during this time, you have an opportunity to go to stations in the front and in the back and take a, a little piece of bread and a, and a little cup of juice that represents so, so much. And, and when you get to those stations, there's going to actually be a, be a cup with bread in it and then another cup on top of that with the juice. And so make sure you grab two. Uh, but, but that is just so you can grab those and you can go sit down. You can go to the sides where you can have some time to really think about what this means to take this act in because worship and communion should never be a passive act. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we, we worship you at times with our lives. And Lord, we worship you with, with aspects of our lives. But Lord, our goal and my goal is to get to a point where we are able to worship with the fullness of ourselves, with the fullness of who we are and what we do. And, and Lord, I thank you for moments like these, these, these holy moments where you are confronting us with your truth. But Lord, I thank you for those moments on a, on a Tuesday afternoon at work. And I thank you for those moments in a, on, a, on a Saturday night with friends, Lord, where you are still present. And we still have opportunities to worship you. And so, Father, as we sing, as we celebrate, and as we take communion and say that we are in, that we, too, want to die to ourselves, that we are about Jesus and not about ourselves, Lord, I just pray in those moments that you would confront us. You would confront us with your grace and your love and your mercy, but you would also confront us with your truth. Uh, that, that, that the fact that no idols can stand between you and us. And if there's an idol there, that we need to remove it. So, Father, as we worship, we pray for the right heart. We pray that you would get us to a place where we're not relying on emotion or our minds or our bodies alone, but we're relying on you in the fullness of who we are. Lord, we love you, and we need you for everything. It's your son's name. Amen.